0: What's up, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Strength Center Strong Radio. This is your coach and host, Coach Caesar, and today I've got a special guest appearance by my business coach, my man who's helped me transform my life personally and professionally, and the person who's had a big, big impact on the community that we've built here at the Strength Center. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome you to Jamond. Who is the owner and founder of Easy Fit Transformation Center down in Neptune, Brick and Howell. And uh, man, I'm excited to have him on board. We're going to talk some business. We're going to talk about life, COVID-19, and a bunch of other great stuff that my hope is to motivate and inspire you. All right, guys. Let's get to it. Don't forget to subscribe, guys. Here we go. All right. W'e ready. Yes, sir. My man Jemaine. Yo, thank you, thank you, man. I, I, you have uh, you've changed my life in, in 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 many ways, man, and you've uh, you've helped me in a lot of like personally and professionally grow. So uh, big, big thank you to you, man.
1: Appreciate you too, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, a lot of people don't know who you are, you know, who are who are on my podcast here, so. Um, just give them a quick story of, uh, of you, and I, I know um, you're, not, you're not from the U.S. originally as well, and like,
1: you know, I want,
0: I want you to say that whole, your whole story, <laughs> man, it, uh, it was inspiring to me, so I, I, want, I want everybody else to hear it as well.
1: No doubt, man. Um, I mean, dang, where do I start? Uh, so yeah, <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, I moved to this country, I came to this country um, when I was 12 years old with my mom. Uh, my mom pretty much fled nigeria we're nigerians uh with uh five kids mm-hmm. um and she was, and only 75 in her pocket you know she she had, she came here with five kids so we were practically homeless uh we lived in my aunt's house and uh we, there was like seven boys sleeping in one room okay and it was crazy it was it was, it was fun but crazy uh within a few years we eventually got our own, own apartment and it was the basement. I call it the dungeon apartment because it was in the, it was like in the basement of somebody's house. It was never. It was only used for storage. It was cobwebs, rats, spiders, all kinds of animals, crickets. You you find it down there. So my mom went down there. She cleaned it out. It was a one bedroom apartment, and she cleaned it out, and we all um, lived in there. You know, we all slept together. Me, and my mom, and all five kids in a uh, mm-hmm. one bedroom apartment, and uh, so. I mean, there'll be times I'll go wake up and I'll go to the bathroom and there'll be a, a, a rat sitting right there on the sink, on the, on the bathroom sink, you know. I used to name the rats. It was Felix. It was Chester, you know. So, you know, so the, the reality, it's like, you know, growing up, you know, we didn't have much more welfare. Um, we mm-hmm. relied on the Salvation Army for like Christmas gifts and, and all that stuff. So, but, you know, what it did, it really humbled me to, I was happy because, you know, in Nigeria, things were in a lot of lot harder um Mm -hmm. to come in here i was happy to be in america you know um and to me i didn't see not growing up with that much as uh a a, a crush like as an excuse like oh i didn't have much so this is going to be my life you know i knew Mm -hmm. i was destined to do something greater you know and it's sometimes in life you're you have you're in a situation and how you react to it your your decisions you make in that moment it's what's going to determine your future your destiny so I had the decision to say hey this is my life I'm gonna accept it you know and just go this route kind of like you know my older, older brother was like that he was kind of like the hooligan he was the, the bad one who would go on and smoke weed and you know smash girls and all that stuff and you know and get it. Trouble and I get arrested, and I was the one who was going the good route and say, hey, Listen, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna keep my head down, and um, and try to make, make something better for myself. So I did that, and eventually, one thing led to another. Um, I was able to get into, I'll uh, go move to Jersey. That we were in Long Island, grew up in Long Island, mm-hmm. came to Jersey for college, went to Ruckus University, and uh, that's where I met my uh, my wife now. Um, Keto, and you know, one thing led to another, we got married, uh opened up a into the fitness industry and uh, you know, started working at gyms and then eventually opened up a gym, and um, yeah, so that's that's it in a nutshell, right there.
0: What got you into fitness, like along along that that whole transition? Like, yeah. what got you into fitness?
1: Uh, it's crazy, I was always the skinny kid um, growing up. Mm -hmm. Throughout high school, people made fun of me. They were like, yo, you're skinny, man. You're skinny. I remember when I got to college, my first school, actually, my first school was in Nyack, New York. Okay. I was in the dorm room with three other uh, guys. Right. So it was four people in there. Those three guys all played basketball. Right. So they were big. They were like tall and big. I, I, I am in college. My first day in college, I'm five, about five, nine, 140 pounds. These guys are like six feet tall, over six feet. and like 220, 230. So they were big dudes and they used to have, you know, girls over and all that stuff. So I was this little shrimp that used to hang with them. So one of them is like, uh, uh, Jared, he's like, yo, you gonna keep hanging with us? You gotta go hit the gym with us. (laughs) I was like, oh, for real? So, um, you know, so I did that and I went with them to the gym and that was pretty much where I got introduced to lifting. I never really, you know, I played sports in high school. I played, you know, soccer, I played football, but I I was just like, I liked it. I like being, you know, doing sports, but I never started focused on lifting. So I go to the gym and I'm lifting with these guys. And the next day, the next couple of days, I'm sore as heck. I can't lift my arms. I can't walk. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So then I was like, he's like, yo, you got to come back. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it. And I kept doing it. And they were like, yo, eat like this. Drink this protein shakes. I mean, I was like learning all the process through them. And then before you know it, I start looking in the mirror. I'm like, yo, like my, my arms are growing bigger. You know, my chest is growing bigger. And dude, I'm telling you, I came back from my semester, three months away, mm-hmm. I came back. I, and what's crazy is like, Nyack was up north in New York, right? So uh, people knew I was up north for school you know, in Long Island. So I come back and people were like, "Yo, were you locked up or something?" Cause, dude, you're sw- <laughs> Whoa, you're so small right now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I was uh, I was up north, man. You know, I was upstate. You know, like, dude, I came back three months later. Like, I was literally like, swore I gained like 15 pounds of muscle, and I, that was the moment I was like, this is it. This I I knew right then. Like, I was obsessed with fitness. I literally said, Yo, are you telling me if I take these dumbbells?" And I work my muscles, and then I feed them afterwards. They're going to keep growing like this? And the answer's like, yes. So I got obsessed. And from that moment, after being obsessed with it for myself, people started coming up to me and said, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, I started studying, man. And that's the thing. You got to always learn. I studied Arnold. I don't know if you ever uh, read the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding by (laughs) Arnold. Dude, that is the Holy Grail. That is the Bible. I read that thing like the Bible. I read that more <laughs> than ever. I read the Bible, I think, <laughs>
0: you know? So yeah.
1: Arnold became my mentor. And I watched Pumping Iron like once a week, I would watch Pumping Iron by Arnold, you know, And I was just inspired. So I just kept living, I kept doing, I kept learning. And then when I got certified um, and I was like, you know what, I'm doing this for myself. I can teach, I-, I was already helping people do it for free. I'll go to the gym and guys would be like, yo, let me work in with you, what are you doing? So I was like, I might as well get paid to do this. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's how I got into the fitness industry. Wow.
0: Dude, I had no idea. And I've been working with you for, for years now. I had no idea that you were 140 pounds soaking wet at one point. Yeah, man.
1: Because you're oh, dude, you're man. you're jacked. I'm, yeah, I'm like two, I'm too, I'm two, I'm two ten now. You yeah. know, like it's crazy. You know, um, and that's the thing. It's like when I when I my when I left college the first semester in college and I came home, I went from I came back at one, like 160. Mm-hmm. i gained like, 20 pounds in that time, man. I mean, like, solid, you know? And that's why people like, yo, what are you doing? You know? And then the next year, people saw me. I was 180, another 20 pounds. So there were people who didn't see me for a whole year. And they, so all they remember me was being 140. And, they, and I come back for Christmas the next year, and they see me. I'm like, 180. Yeah. And they're like, dude. <laughs> they, everybody thought, you know the crazy thing? People thought I was juicing. And I'm going to tell you, like, I've never done any kind of, you know, uh, steroids or anything. It was on Oh, all right, we're
0: we're we're back on. I just I stopped the recording for a little bit. So okay. uh qu- quick recap on where we were. Uh you 140, you got inspired. You uh you got inspired during college, packed on a bunch of weight, people thought you were juicing <laughs> <laughs> but you're all natural. Um what else were we going at from there? Was that is that kinda like
1: Yeah, like, and that's what you know led me to uh, you know, I got into competitions, again, to, uh, competed, uh, won competitions and you know, got me to want to become a personal trainer, so I can teach others. Um, if I can do it, you know, so I can they. So that's what got me into it.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. All thanks. Right. So, uh, so let's fast forward now. Now you're at you're at three gyms, yeah. right? Um, I guess how was it different from where you were before? Like when you were first starting up, and like I guess what did it take to get to those three gyms?
1: You know, it, it came down to having a vision of what you want to achieve and having a purpose and a calling, right? So, we all have a purpose. They say the two most important times in your life <clears throat> one is when you're born, right? That's the most important time ever. And two is when you find out why you were born. That's it. Once a lot of people going through life right now, they don't know what their calling is, what their purpose is. And they don't have a vision of what they want in life. You'd be surprised how many people, even in the industry, personal trainers that I've talked to, they have no vision. They've been personal training for 10 years. I'm like, what is your vision? What do you want to achieve? What do you see? You know, so what led me to where I am now is knowing what I want to achieve, knowing my calling, right? And I knew that I was called to help people um, transform their lives. That's what I knew that I was called to do. So now it's like, so that's what got me to do personal training. I, I, I want to make an impact on people, right? Uh, I was asked one time, if you had a superpower, what do you feel it is? To me, what what would it be um, if you were to have a superpower? Would it be flying, being invisible? I was like, I would want the power to heal. Like, I want to heal people. I want to make people better. I want to make them strong. I want to make them just feel good. You know, so I want to heal people. So I knew that anyway, you know, I, even that led me to even becoming a massage therapist because I just wanted to have that power to heal people, to help people. So through fitness, I realized I was changing lives. I was healing people. I was... Helping people with get over uh, illness and ailments and, and that was going on mm-hmm. um, in their lives. Um, helping them uh, uh, get rid of anxiety and depression. Uh, making them happier. So I knew that's what I wanted to do. But I was limited to the impact I could make at a gym. You know, when you've been at a gym, where you're working um, for another person and you're seeing one person at a time doing personal training so there'll be times when i'm doing personal training and i'll look around the gym and i'll see people doing the weirdest shit on exercise machines like i'm like oh my god i want to help them right but i can't because i'm stuck with this one client right and then I see other trainers like this on their phone and oh yeah five more reps ten more seconds eight. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, client needs you, right? So you know, I felt like a superhero the one that wanted to save all these lives, but I'm restricted to do it. And that's when I was like, you know, this is enough. Like, there's got to be a better way. And that's what led me to, you know, getting into the into the group training format. You know, I learned about it. I hired. Um, um, the like, you know, when you want to learn something, you got to go and say, who's doing it, right? Is there anybody doing it? Can you learn from them? So I, I knew I wanted to do, train more more than one person at a time. So i started looking at okay is there anybody out there teaching this or doing this and i learned that i learned the boot camp model um, from my mentor pedros and i adapted that model and i you know um, started i left the gym i left the gym i was working at. i was there for i, I worked in the gym in the big uh, box gyms for about five years left and started doing boot camps i'll do backyard boot camps do it in the park do it on the boardwalk do it on the beach um, eventually got into doing uh, do it in, 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 in gymnastic studios, renting out space and sports complex, big, you know, 10,000 square feet sports complex, using space on the side. And then just started building my following and building a name for myself. And we started to grow to the point where I was like, yeah, I need my own location. And that's when I opened my first location. So what led to all that is having that vision of what where I'm, I see myself and having the mission of what I want to achieve and um, knowing my purpose and know my calling and that's what's leading me and driving me till this day um, to keep doing what i'm doing
0: love it man and honestly you've uh you've been the one that really shifted that for me and really like guess inspired me on that and like i, I just wasn't aware of that and the importance of that um yeah. and i feel like that's like once i became in line with that and, and understood it like yeah. it made a hell of a difference on, on where, yeah. where I was going, where the business was going, where my life was going in general. And uh, so, so thank you for that, of man. Of
1: course, man, yeah, of course.
0: So going from uh, let's say one to three gyms, how, how did that change for you as uh, I guess a business owner, technician, like what what changed, what had to change transitioning from
1: one to three gyms? what had to change a lot of things had to change one was (laughs) understanding my role right right. so in the Mm -hmm. beginning we get into this business every small business owner that's listening to this right you get into business for yourself because you found something you're passionate about and you want to do it for yourself and make money for yourself Mm -hmm. right so it's like hey i love personal training i love training people instead of working for you know big box gym i'm gonna work for myself and train my own clients and make my own money. So I'm not giving it to the man. Right. So I'm keeping it for myself. So that's why we all get into the business first, because we're technicians. We love doing the work, Mm -hmm. but in order to grow, you have to understand your role. You have to go from being a technician. Okay. Have that mindset of doing the work day to day and going into the mindset of becoming a CEO of that business that you're creating. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to see yourself at the top and you want to be able, you want to be a leader to people right so i had to shift that it took a while for that mindset to shift i was hiring people but i never stepped up to the road as being a leader mm-hmm. right i still wanted to be a technician i still wanted to be in the trenches every day with my coaches and it was great but the thing is like i was never leading them mm-hmm. i was working with them and what would happen is like when i work with them i would judge them a lot because i expected them to do things the way i did And, you know, if you're a business owner, you do things, nobody sees things through your lens, through your eyes. So you're going to see things differently, better, and they never, they will never get it, right? The the people you hire. So the thing was like, I had to learn and it took a while for me to have that shift. And I lost a lot of uh, 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 coaches in the process, um, um, and and had a lot of coaches hate me, um, a lot of employees that worked for me, even even clients, Mm -hmm. because I didn't understand the role I had had to take. In order, so in order to continue growing, I realized like I have to I have to step away and become a leader, and lead not just my team but also the clients who are here, you know. And that was a big shift that happened.
0: Got it, man. Yeah, man, I I could see that, and I'm I'm only ha- only have one right now, um, but yeah, just that leadership and then really understanding the role um of you as the owner also yeah uh like I I feel like that like like really getting clear on that and knowing everybody else's role is definitely a big part of that um so I guess on on the family side because you also have three kids (laughs) so how how do you balance three gyms three kids and like the whole the whole thing man
1: (laughs) um man yeah it's uh it's 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 an experience. Um, yeah. You know, in the beginning, it was really hard uh, because, you know, nobody, if you've never had kids, nobody, there's, no, there's books you can read, but there's really not, nobody can prepare you for what you're going to go through. Mm. So after when we had the first kid with the first gym and then, you know, we had two gyms and we went through it, We went through it. You know, um, me having to be in the gym all day, all night, and my wife having to do the whole kid thing by herself and still work. And, you know, me not pulling my weight so we we went through it um any business person who's who went through it can understand you you know you have a daughter you know Mm -hmm. but um you learn as you go um and for every things that happened, there's a lesson in it so I, I was learning the process I was like okay well you know I have to learn how to balance because I knew what I wanted I knew I wanted more kids and I knew I wanted more gyms that was it Right, so people are like, "Hey, for every kid you have, you have a gym." Like, so when you open a gym, you're gonna have a poor kid, (laughs) you know? So I knew what I wanted. It comes down to having clarity. I knew, okay, if I want more kids, and I want more gyms, I will. I have no choice but to find balance. I cannot wake up every day and be miserable and be unhappy because I'm creating this life for myself. I want this life. Mm-hmm. You know, so people are like, How do you do it? I'm like, how can I not do it? I want my three kids, I want three gyms, I want you know, so I want that growth, you know. So I have no other option but to do it because it's what I wanted, right? So it's not like one day I magically woke up I'm like, oh I got three kids and three gyms, what do I do? You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you throw somebody who doesn't want that life in that life, they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose it, you know. But to me, I was like, okay, this is what I want, even Able- when we every time I open the gym me and my wife will talk about okay are we at the place right now where we can do that and still have the life of us still have the kids so um you just have to know what you want and you have to get after it and and that's what that's what it is
0: what's been I guess what's been your biggest struggle um I guess managing family and business and and how have you overcome that
1: just knowing when to turn it off right the business
0: mm-hmm.
1: the business is you, <laughs> i always tell people i actually have six kids okay because the three <laughs> gym count as kids it's two right yeah. um because and that's then it's that you have to you have to spend not so much time with it okay um you're in a relationship with your kids you're in a relationship with your clients at the gym as well so you have to know how to balance that and you have to know okay when it's family time when it's business time um and there's been times where I didn't know how to turn off the business and I'll keep my phone on me all the time. Yep. And if my phone goes off, I'm replying to emails. I'm replying to text messages. And this is one of the things when we're coaching. I'm like, yo, Caesar, if you're still doing your emails. Stop it. Right. Stop. You shouldn't do any business work, you know, outsource. So it comes to understand going back into that role of leadership and knowing, okay, why am I taking emails at 9 PM at night when I should be just hanging with my wife and just talking about the day or day? Right, so things like that. In the beginning, I didn't understand. It used to frustrate her. She would be so angry. She would look at me, and I came in and I was like, "What do you mean? I have to get back to this email. This is a client that is, uh, 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 might not be able to pay for next month, and is trying to freeze her account." Okay, so to me, it's like, is that more important than spending time with my wife right now? You know, so I had to understand, like, hey, listen, it's a time for that. You know what? I'm gonna hire somebody that's gonna deal with this stuff when I turn it off so that that way that client is getting helped, they're not, you know, put on the back burner, but I can spend time where it's needed most. So it's finding that balance, understanding, okay, there's a time to turn this off, but when you turn it off, it doesn't mean that you're leaving those kids hanging because again, the gym is your kids, those clients are in your relationship with you, you're not leaving them hanging, you're having somebody else work with them, but why you focus on working with what's immediate in front of you at that time.
0: So yeah. Love it, man, and I, I'm I'm right there with you on that. And that's still, a, still, a, still a constant battle. Um, it is, and I'm sure it is for any other business owner, you know. Yes. So, speaking of business owners, entrepreneurs, anybody else, you know, kind of going through, we're all going through this whole COVID nineteen situation. So, um, is there any other piece of advice that you would share to any small business owner, entrepreneur that might be listening to this? You know, I,
1: yeah, I, yeah, 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 we got hit. We got we got hit pretty pretty hard with this, um, but this is the time that you need to focus on on fixing what's broken in your business mm-hmm. and in your personal life as well, right? So everything happens for a reason, and a lot of times we coast through our life and never really focusing on how fragile certain things are. Like in our business, for example, you know. When this happened, we had to reflect back on business. And we're doing things right now that we're like, oh my God, why are we why weren't we doing this, mm-hmm. right? And it might be things we did when we started the business to grow clientele, because you know it was, a, it was a time of chaos. When you start a business new, you're like trying to do everything, right? But you get to a certain part, a lot of business owners get to a certain part where they're comfortable, mm-hmm. right? So now we're thrown back into that chaos. And now we're into survival. Right? So when you first open a business, you're in survival mode. You're trying to grow it. You're trying to survive so you don't die out. Well, right now, all businesses are back in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Right? So now you got to focus on the things in the business that it's like, this is broken. I need to fix this. Right? Your relationship, like how, how are you keeping, how are you holding your clients accountable? Last night, for example, my wife stayed up to 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Going through everybody that on the virtual classes. Okay, our our list of clients who've been taking virtual classes, who have not been taking classes, okay, find out those who haven't taken a class in a week, okay? And she's like, okay, this is a message we're going to send out to them to make sure they're good. Those who haven't taken a class in a month, why? Because we don't want them canceling. Well, this is something we never did when we think it's normal, right? Imagine if we had this kind of compliance to people who are paying membership monthly and we're going through checking in on them 24 7 what relationship and what that would build for a bit for our business okay the growth it will have so why does it take something like this happening for us to get back into that mode of saying hey let's reach out to x y and z because they haven't checked in in a while don't get me wrong we still do it we were doing it on the scale that we thought was okay but now we're doing it at a higher level right. so what happens when things go back to normal do we use this opportunity to learn that holy crap like these are these are uh, things that we've been we've been lacking on that we need to fix or do we say hey you know thank god things are back to normal and we stop doing these things so this for uh, the experience that's going on right now it's, it's a learning opportunity for all business owners to learn where the leaks are in their business so they can plug it and fix it Okay, you have a leak here. You have a leak here. Let's plug it and fix it so that when things go back to normal, guess what? Your business is going to be 10 times better if you Mm -hmm. fix those leaks, right? So the ones who are dying right now are the ones who aren't willing to plug and fix those leaks. For example, creating, going virtual, going online. It's something that is needed. It's been needed for a while. But a lot of gym owners just never did it because they just didn't need to. Well, now imagine when things go back to normal and you're able to retain the online membership while opening your gym, what that would do for not just your business, for the clients, how much people you can impact, you know, worldwide. And when it comes to personal, man, this is a time for you to, to uh, 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 just see if how, how strong, you, how, how, if there's any leaks also, if anything in your personal life needs to be plugged right now. Right. There's people, that you know, the domestic violence rate has gone up a lot since this COVID then. yeah. And that means because there are people who haven't reflected in a relationship and seen, hey, there are things in here that needs to be fixed. Right. So if you if your husband is home all the time right now and he was never home all the time and you guys cannot live with each other, you're, you're like, I can't wait for you to go back to work. Well, that's something that needs to be fixed. So instead of taking you can take that time right now. And mend relationship if you want to keep that relationship. So when all this is over, this is when people are going to decide, well, do I want to keep this business? And do I want to keep this relationship? Right? Some people in a relationship right now that they know they should have ended years ago. And COVID just made it reality like, yo, he's an asshole. I shouldn't have been in a relationship with him. You know? So that's the thing. So you got to take this process. Or if you know your relationship needs fixing, take the time right now to work on it, to fix it. You know, so that's to me. That's what I want to tell, like anybody who's listening, any business owner, um, or just anybody listening. That that anyone in general, yeah, yeah, just trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, man. uh, Definitely tough. Definitely tough. So, how are how are you handling it personally? Um, Like outside of the gym, outside of being a business owner, how are you handling this whole situation? you know, personally, I know you're, you're fired up. You're still leading. You're still doing your thing. I see you always still bringing the smile. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with me, it's, I got to know it's like, you know, and it's cool because I was listening to your podcast. Um, And it's all you in one of want you talk about, you know, always focus on the things that you can control, right? Mm-hmm. Stop focusing on things you can't control. And that's powerful because I have that same mindset as well. And right now, How I choose to react is based on me, on how I feel, right? So things are out of your control right now. What you can control is how you react to it. We might wake up tomorrow and the government might say, hey, listen, nobody can leave their house anymore. So you cannot go to your gym and shoot workouts and stuff, live workouts. Well... That's out of my control now. So how do I react to it? Do I get upset and say, oh, this is BS. I can't believe this and get upset. Or do I pivot and say, well, what's in my control? What can I do? I can shoot it from my basement. I can shoot it from my backyard. I can shoot from my living room, right? So the things like, things in life right now, a lot of things are out of our control. Mm -hmm. And you know, we can choose the way we react to them is what we can control. That's our choice. So you can choose to react positively or negatively. So with me, I've chosen to react as positive as I can with things I cannot control. Right. So if I wake up tomorrow and it's raining outside and I was supposed to shoot a workout from the backyard and it's raining, well, I'm not going to get mad. I can't control the weather. I'm not going to say, God, what the, why are you (laughs) making it rain? I was going to shoot a video outside. It's out of my control. So why would I get upset about it? You know, so that's the thing. Don't get upset about things. If, if something right now in life is just making you feel some type of way, like you're angry, you got to think, okay, is this something that's out of my control? And if it is, you got to be like, okay, then why is it upsetting me? I can't have no power over it. Why is it? What am I giving the power over me? So with me, the things that are out of my control, I can't I have no power over it. I cannot give it power over me. So it doesn't affect me. I literally, it does, if somebody right now tells me, hey, listen, I have to cancel my membership because I lost my job, my husband lost his job. We've been unemployed. Our unemployment, is not checks are coming in. We have four miles we have to feed. Mm-hmm. I can't get upset at that person canceling the membership. Yeah. Can't. It's out of my control. Right like
0: there with you. So yet. What I
1: do in that moment, it's, it's 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 up to me how I feel. Do I get upset? Okay? I, I can't get upset. So I have to stay positive and say, hey, listen, I wish you well. If I want to cut them a break and figure something out for them, I can do that. That's what's in my control. You know? So yeah, so that's how I've been able to deal with it, you know, and and, uh, and cope throughout the whole process.
0: Yeah. Awesome, man. So you've, you know, you're, you've always been fired up since, since I've known you. And uh, who's been the most influential person for you and why?
1: Man, that's... Every time I get asked this question, people always think like, I'm going to say like this crazy big name. (laughs)
0: They're
1: like, yo, who's like, who made you much money? You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I I just want to, I always say it's my mom. You know, because she, growing up and with five kids, she had no education, high school level, not even high school level education. Mm -hmm. She came to this country, took care of five kids, single mom, put herself through college she will walk to the bus stop, three miles to the bus stop, rain, snow, shine. She's always walking to the bus stop. For years, she did that so she can go to school, right, and then raise five kids. So she was my inspiration. And I was like, if she can pull herself through nursing school, become a registered uh, a, a bachelor, get her BBS, uh, um, and become a nurse and start making, you know, $80,000 a year, why all her friends that were in the same situation, they settled. They relied on the government to help them. Oh, I'm just going to stay here and collect all this welfare checks and whatever and not do anything for myself. So seeing her go through the struggle and rise above and make something of herself, man, she's my inspiration. She's my rock. Like I see her and I get inspired. I get fired up because I'm like, you know what? A lot of things, she's part of my why, right? Because I do things because I want to provide for her. I want to make her proud to know that all her hard work wasn't for nothing. So yeah, she's definitely number one.
0: Love it, man. Love it. Love it. I can see that. I can see that being a, a big impact on you and and how that's molded you to being the leader that you are today, man. Awesome. Thanks, man. Awesome. All right, dude. Um, So we're coming to an end here. Is there, you know, I guess, tell me one thing that people might not know about you before <laughs> we close this out.
1: Oh, man. I mean, I'm an open book, man. You can go on my <laughs> social media and you see everything. I <laughs> like everybody, everything. But it's... Uh, the one thing that people might not know about me is uh, I huh, That's a tough one. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I I I really I love this is, this is where I I love um, like new age like music. I don't know if that's then like you know, like really like new age like Celtic music. You know, okay listen to like celtic new age music like drums and like drums. so like you know like you know like, the like and like lorena McKinnon and all that stuff like mm. dude like i i will i can just disappear in that and just listen to that the whole time for hours non-stop you know um i'll get in the car it's in front of me and keep going in the car and i'll play the whole time and after a while, he goes, like, can you please change this and put, like, some hip-hop music or something or some R&B? Because I can listen to that the whole time. So that, <laughs> it's not that exciting. Uh, but it's, like, that's just something that people don't know about me. It's kind of yeah. like I'm a closet, new uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh Celtic music uh, 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 fiend. So i yeah. do that all day long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. All right. And uh, where, where can people find you? I know you're on Instagram figure. You're pretty much everywhere. So where, where can people find you? And where are your three gyms in case I have, you know, some clients that move from up here down, down by you. So uh, where are you at?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I, um, you can find me, follow me on Instagram, man. That's the easiest place. Facebook, Instagram, Juman, easy worker, the only Juman, what could you find? So, um, find me there, follow me, send me a message, you know, say, Hey, I was listening to you on our uh, season's podcast um so that way i know where you found me from and on uh, my gyms uh in the uh, jersey shore areas that uh, we have one in neptune we have one in um ramtown howell and we have one in a uh, brick um uh, ocean county brick so those are where my gyms are located awesome brother there. all right jamon thank you so much man i appreciate you always of course man hey i appreciate you uh uh, uh, interviewing me on this man it's, uh, it's an honor to be on here and like I said I got just listen to your podcast I got a lot of stuff so if you're listening to this right now make sure you go back and you listen to uh, all of Caesar's uh, uh, episodes and uh, on, on the podcast they're all amazing I found myself I started with the first one and before I knew it, it's been like an hour and I'm like yo this is like it's, <laughs> I was like I, I just sat there just kept listening so a <laughs> lot of great content Um, you can't go wrong so, definitely go back if this is your first episode you catch and go back and listen to all of them. They're all powerful.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate
1: well you. that brother. Thank you. Yeah, man.
0: All right, let me just stop.